1: Good morning, got afternoon, good evening, Norths. swim' are already this is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We have a lot to talk about. Most of it being GPU related, because we got news out of all three. That's right, three. Major graphic card manufacturers. But I thought there was only two. Oh, you foolish fool. You're forgetting about... The most awkward GPU maker of them all. The one that really... Really no one... Wants to admit makes GPUs. But first... Let's talk about some odd news. Some very, very odd news. Like, uh, Huawei deciding to announce royalty rates for 5G phone technology yes now you too can adopt Huawei's most likely spying 5G phone technology and pay Huawei to spy on you I I just can't even I, I just, why is it that the more Huawei does Huawei things, Huawei becomes a parody of Huawei's self? It just, ah, it blows me away. It really, really does. How much Huawei just insists on doing these odd sort of things. Now, I have, I, I for one, have not been much of a fan of of Huawei, especially since while everyone wants to give them a chance and want to love Huawei because previous controversial administrations did not like Huawei, uh, when you get stories from sources outside of the U.S. saying that, yes, Huawei has been caught helping despot governments spy on their civilians, among other super sketchy things, I gotta call a duck a duck! And now it's a duck that wants to go and peck the bread out of my hands while then billing me for more bread. I I just, no, no, please. No, absolutely not. But then again, it's not like here in the U.S. We have uh, the most reputable cell carriers in the world either. AT&T. From Huawei to AT&T. Good luck figuring out which is worse. I mean, it's probably Huawei. But man. AT&T is not an easy company to like either. So AT&T had a brilliant idea. They were going to try and offer as many people as they could the ability to watch HBO Max, a service that AT&T owns the rights to. They're going to let you watch it on your phone and not have account towards your data cap. Now, In 49 of the U.S. states, this is allowed. California, on the other hand, the... (laughs) Pick your analogy for California. Just pick it. California has a half-baked net neutrality rule. Or rather, a net neutrality law. Saying that a carrier cannot treat their own service more favorably than others. Which, I mean, of all the things in the net neutrality law by California, which is still half-baked, this one does make sense. You wouldn't want T-Mobile in a crack-induced stupor to go ahead and buy Netflix somehow and then offer free Netflix every... Actually, I want to say that... uh, T-Mobile did try to offer a free, try, try to have Netflix not work towards your data cap. And then the, at the time, FCC said, no, you can't do that. Or was it FTC? It doesn't matter. The thing is that this California net neutrality law bans carriers from treating their own services better than everyone else's. So if at was going to say, you know, our, our specific, our specific HBO video service costs no data, they would have to say everyone, every video service would cost no data. So therefore AT&T was just like, we're sorry. But those idiots in California have banned us from giving you free data. What part of everything that I just say you said that California is banning free data? This is just AT&T being AT&T. No, California did not ban free data. That is not one of the heinous crimes... The the lunatics at California actually committed. No, it, it is, in fact, AT&T tried to go ahead and make their own service a better option than others, and that's, that's no good in the state of California. That's what it is. Don't believe AT&T's lies. While we're at it, AT&T... Your LTE Plus is not 5G. Yeah, I still remember. By the way, your improved 3G is also not 4G. I swear, AT&T is is run by some of those same guys who run those uh, Nigerian email scams. Or the same people that run these N64 Expansion Pack scams. Uh, wee! Alright, so... This then started raising the question... Hey, remember that net neutrality thing? Maybe we should do something about that. So... Mozilla, Reddit, and Vimeo are urging the FCC to bring back net neutrality. (sighs) Oh boy, here we go again. It feels like it's been so long since I have ranted about net neutrality. Now everyone keeps insisting on doing net neutrality incorrectly. Now, I understand why Vimeo and Reddit want to go ahead and do this sort of stupid thing. It's because, realistically, Reddit is run by a bunch of idiots... And Vimeo barely exists. Mozilla. Mozilla. What is your excuse here? Let's go back to why. The original implementation of net neutrality by the FCC was awful. The FCC, when push comes to shove, is an enforcement wing. All right? Their own rules that they write for themselves are just guidelines. In the end, the FCC, like any branch, any sort of regulation agency of the federal government, is bound by the law. By having the FCC do net net neutrality like they did back in the Obama administration, it was absolutely dumb. Because it was not a, it was not fricking a set of guidelines or rules set in stone. It was a set of rules written on a fricking thermal paper receipt that might as well not exist. And in fact, the previous administration when it came to net neutrality didn't enforce it regularly at all the only way they enforced it was just as a bludgeon anytime any sort of carrier like t-mobile for instance when they tried offering free netflix tried to go ahead and bring a benefit to the consumer but any sort of time that Certain o- other fricking ISPs were going ahead and try- and, tr- and trying to go ahead and regulate cer- certain pieces of internet and try- trying to do that sort of thing. The thing that net neutrality was supposed to put in the first place. It didn't do squat. Oh, we need net neutrality like we had before? No. Your net neutrality was garbage. I have been ranting about the, it has been freaking what, four, three, four years since I've ranted about this. Guess what? Your old net neutrality was still hot garbage and every single one of you that were in favor of it, the way, exactly the way it was done before are freaking idiots or just didn't know better. So to say Mozilla, Reddit, and Vimeo want to go ahead and have the FCC put it into place the way it was before, again, I get why Reddit and Vimeo are doing it this way. They're idiots. They don't know better. Mozilla, you know better! Unless net neutrality is put in as a law, it has no teeth. Net neutrality, by its definition, needs to be a strict set of rules if you're going to do net neutrality properly. It needs, underline, needs to be a law. And every single person who goes ahead and tries to push net neutrality as just a freaking jello law put in by the FCC is a freaking idiot. And guess what? I can already see this. We're going to be talking about this week after week after week after week, because that's what happened the last time everyone kept urging the FCC to do this. And every single idiot out there wanted the FCC to do it that way more than likely because they had a motive for it or they were stupid I am gonna say it again and again and again and again no the FCC should not bring in net neutrality on their own because the FCC bringing in net neutrality on their own is pretty much the equivalent of that one jerk kid you were playing tagged with and kept saying, you didn't get me. It needs to be a law and it needs to be one that is looked at very carefully because like any law that is put in, it needs to be to the point and not have a whole lot of useless and completely utter blows. Because the last thing we want to see is a net neutrality law. And then it's saying, oh, hey, by the way, all people in Congress named Steve get a Lamborghini. We don't need a law like that put in. We need one that is actual and true net neutrality, one that treats all traffic on the internet equally if you're going to do net neutrality none of this freaking the fcc use their best judgment because in the end as i've said and i I keep and i want to be clear on this because i can't begin to tell you how many people thought i was being a freaking crazy person because every other tech every other freaking tech podcast out there for whatever reason Just think, oh yeah, FCC, do net neutrality, everything better, yay. Okay, now let's talk about iPhone, yay! If you're not going to talk about a, if you're you're not going to talk about a topic thoroughly, then don't talk about it at all, especially when it's such a heavy topic like net neutrality. Chat says that the current Congress is not willing to make a net neutrality bill. Quite possibly, but then convince your Congress. That is why we elect them, to represent us. If you believe that net neutrality should be there, that should be in place, then go ahead and push it. But to go ahead... And say at the FCC, FCC should just basically go over their printer and just type out net neutrality and put three spelling and spelling imperfections in the words net neutrality and post on the door and say, "Yay, we done." That is worse than having no net neutrality at all. But I guarantee you. I I guarantee it. Because I can already see it now. With the current makeup of uh, with the current makeup of the federal government, I am willing to bet this topic is not going to go away. And I'm willing to bet we're going to talk about it every single week. And I'm willing to bet more and more people are going to be stupid and want it to be just done randomly by the FCC and just you just do it, just go. And that is far worse than having no net neutrality at all. All right, there. How long has this rant gone on? Sixteen hours. Let's instead talk about TikTok. Why not? Everyone likes TikTok, right? Oh, wait, I don't. Funny enough, you know what I'm actually seeing a lot lately? And this goes way way out into the fields. This is like the exact opposite topic of net neutrality. You know what more and more people are saying in the Twitch biz? More and more people in the Twitch biz are saying that Content creators need to get on TikTok to try and increase their exposure. And just like, on one hand, like half my brain, the Twitch creator side of my brain is just like, I could probably do that and upload my clips. And the other half just like, no, don't you know what they've done? No. And then I get a headache afterwards after the right half of my brain beats up the left half. And then I want ice cream. But I digress. TikTok is currently trying to find a way to get around iPhone's massive push to undo, basically, Facebook. So, you know, just on the off chance... On the off chance you thought that TikTok was going to start playing nice and not want to mine everyone's data that they could possibly get their hands on, despite the fact they've gone ahead and breached Lord knows how much in the past trying to collect data to the point of stealing, you know, your Mac address off your phone, you know, no, it's, it's still bad and they're still at it. No word yet if TikTok has found a way around it. I guarantee you this though. If there's one thing Apple doesn't like, and it doesn't matter how popular your app is because Apple believes they are mightier than God. If TikTok does find a way to have their app bypass the iPhone security measures to not have customer data mined if they opt in in for that sort of thing. TikTok will be gone off every single iPhone. I guarantee it. And it won't matter how much of a backlash TikTok users on iPhones have against Apple. Apple just won't care because Apple literally gives zero Fs about what other people think of them. Shout out to the circular saw that may or may not be being picked up on Mike. I don't think it is. Because this Mike is really good at isolating that kind of stuff out. But holy cow, someone is clearly building a house out there. But, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, TikTok still being out there trying to figure out what to do with their life. Um, their new, their newest little, uh, little update has made data mining and personalized ads towards you mandatory. There is no longer an opt in opt out. There's none of that sort of thing. It is just straight up, basically Borg style saying, we are TikTok. Actually, wait, no, we can we can do better than this. We can do this. We are TikTok. We are going to steal every bit of information you have. Resistance is futile. Just straight up. No choice in the matter. we will use everything we've got to stalk you we will use it to sell you ads and you have no choice as long as you're a tiktok user Woo! literally the complete opposite mentality of the rest of the internet right now literally no choice Well, meanwhile, uh the France uh we talked last week about uh about a about a French antitrust probe going in and we now have a bit more information. It is specifically going in to try and see what part of the new iOS 14 tracking changes actually may or may not violate French antitrust. So we now know it is specifically. With the newest version of iOS. And their security measures. And um, it's hard to say at this point. Whether it's just in regards to making sure. It's as secure as they say. Or. If. These sort of security measures. Are against. French antitrust. So far all we know is that France just said, well... Those rules you're setting are just not fair. Like, at all. Well... It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. I'm willing to bet we're not going to hear anything for about another month on this. Details are still just kind of coming out on this case. This could be something that does affect people outside of France, but only time will tell. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we have some very interesting Apple updates. And, of course, Team Blue's new GPU. We have some info on the GPU. Like does it exist the answer is yes question mark
0: hey we get it you don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now so let us tell you something you do want to hear You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. (laughs) I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
2: Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Alright, so. I'm assuming a lot of you know, if not all, a lot of you, all of you know about the great war between. Apple and Epic Games. The great war to try and get. Well, I mean, Epic's end game is clearly to get their own store on iOS. Under the guise of uh, the monopolistic behavior and fees being uh, in violation of antitrust. Well, Apple went ahead and uh, made a caveat that they will only take 15% under certain conditions. Well, Google has now followed suit by saying the Google Play Store... Developers will only be charged a 15% cut regardless of anything up to the first $1 million of earned revenue. uh, An interesting approach. Apple's, on the other hand, if I remember what, what it is here, just says straight up, It is a 15%. I want to make sure I got got these details exactly correct. That only certain eligible developers will have all of their fees reduced to 15% effective of this year. The actual guidelines for it are for developers ex- oh, i'm sorry wait no it'll be apparently all right all right here's what here's what it is okay now that i'm not like scatterbrained around apple's plan however is called the small business program it reduces the app it, re- it reduces the app store commission rate to 15% for developers earning up to 1 million per calendar year in net revenue for developers exceeding One the one million dollar threshold, Apple's standard thirty percent commission still applies. So it sounds better, but it isn't. In Google's case, it's the first one million one million period straight ups. In this case, if you exceed one million, all Previous sales suddenly get applied the 30%. I have mixed opinions about this. This just sounds like a mess. What this is a net. What's the net? Like I know what the difference between net and gross revenue is. But what's the what's the criteria here for net? Does that mean that it's 1 million after they take their 15%? I guess that would be the only other amount that'd be taken off unless they're also including tax in some way shape or form. Is Google's net or gross? It just says the first one mil. So Apple's actually might be better. Someone in chat says nuts are for capturing birds. (laughs) You so funny. So at least we're seeing some progress in the world of helping out the little guys. Meanwhile, shifting gears a bit. Apple may be coming out with a new iPad Pro. The iPad Pro, although recently getting a major update, actually has been falling a bit behind. Right now, if you look at the iPad lineup, the iPad Mini has pretty much been long forgotten. I want to say the chip in it is actually like six years old or something ridiculous like that. And is actually overpriced for what it is. The baseline iPad is actually a very compelling deal because it's just dirt cheap. And still very capable. And, and a more recent CPU. The iPad Air. Is basically everything you want in the iPad Pro. Except. No face scanning camera. Which nowadays is a terrible idea anyway. Because well. We're not, uh, most of the time we're now forced to wear masks. Making facial tracking. A complete joke. So what could they do to the iPad Pro that could improve it? Well, for starters, they could move the uh, the microphone placement so it doesn't have a giant weak spot in the frame where it could be bent in half like a piece of paper. Uh, uh, hint, hint. They're still not going to do that, are they? You to Apple to just like have a massive flaw and then just never give any cares about it. one of the biggest problems with the iP- with the newer iPads right now, they are fragile as heck. It makes their elegant design pretty much a ca- makes it case mandatory. Oh, look how beautiful and elegant it is! Well, put an outer box on it. Oh, now it looks like a tool of war. Yeah, well, tough. It actually needs it because Apple refused to fix their own bad design. No word if they're gonna fix that or not. I'm willing to bet uh some crazy people like uh Jerry Rig everything will go ahead and test that to see if it still can fold in half. And break. But some of the updates are going to include. uh, An updated Apple Silicon chip. That could be on par. With the M1. CPU. That's in the MacBook Air. The MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini. Better cameras. And. Mini LED. What? So, mini-LED is a display technology that is basically a step above OLED. On an OLED display, like you most likely have on your phone, you get very bright and crisp colors. It's actually rather fantastic. But, there's a problem with OLED. OLED can suffer long-term with what's called burn-in, where the screen can have certain aspects of the image burn into it and then never be removed again it's a problem that exists in plasma screen tvs and old crt monitors as well in fact this was why we had screensavers little animations at play if you if your screen sat idle for too long to prevent crt burn By the way, can we have, can screensavers be a thing again? I miss flying toasters. Actually, I miss like a lot of the, uh, the old school 90s after dark screensavers. Rock, paper, scissors the art critic that that would go around and ju- and judge uh, pictures in in your picture gallery the freaking windows 98 maze oh my lord screensaver should come back man i'm i'm just saying i actually had i actually had on my laptop even though it wasn't necessary i had a bad apple screensaver If you don't know what bad Apple is, I swear it's nothing bad, but go onto YouTube and Google bad Apple. I actually had a screensaver that was just that animation. It's fantastic. The flying Microsoft Windows symbols. I'm telling you, man. Screensavers need to come back. Anyway, uh, back to the display technology. So OLED has a problem with burning. It's not as bad as it used to be, meaning that it's not as bad as plasma or CRTs, but it is still a problem. Mini LED can give you even better color accuracy than OLED, thus resulting in better picture quality, and there is no burn-in. Is there be no need for the screens. I'm kidding. There's need for the screensavers. Bring screensavers back. Bring them back. Bring them back. What if it happened to After Dark? There's the real... O- only serious questions asked here on this podcast. What did happen to After Dark? frickin' 30 bucks and you have like 80 kajillion screensavers including rock, paper, scissors, death matches and flying toasters and flying toasters. But yes, with mini LED, burn-in would not be a factor and it'd be much better, much more, much power, much more power efficient display technology. It'd be a great update for an iPad, in addition, it would also feature a Thunderbolt port or USB 4, depending on who you ask, which then would raise a lot of questions like why, how, what. Thunderbolt, for those who don't know, looks like USB C, at least the most recent version of Thunderbolt, except it provides PCI Express level bandwidth over the connection. And in fact, Thunderbolt lets you do a lot of very, very crazy things, like even plug in an external GPU. And no. External, you cannot go out and buy an external GPU because GPUs are a myth right now. We'll be covering that more in a minute. But this would raise a whole lot of questions. Like, what happens if I plug in a Thunderbolt NAS? What happens if I plug in a 10 gigabit Thunderbolt adapter? What else I plug in a RTX 3090 into an iPad assuming that I make enough millions to go buy one off a scalper which you shouldn't do I have so many questions In addition though to the iPad refresh coming in a- coming as early as April TM uh we also should be seeing an update to the iPad mini which is also going to receive a design upgrade very similar to the iPad Air. Well, I'm glad to see the iPad Mini get some love. I'm not going to lie. I actually, Back when I actually used iPads, I love the iPad Mini. In fact, at our shop, we actually have an iPad Mini as our punch clock. It is, fan, It is a fantastic little device. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, the real question now becomes Are we going to see a price adjustment at all? I'm willing to bet the iPad mini is going to go up in price and be considered more of a premium product, despite the fact that it is a seven inch device. Chat's calling me a traitor. What? Find me a tablet that works better than an iPad. That isn't a Windows tablet, That, which, of course, naturally, by its definition, costs a metric ton. I'm sorry. Android tablets are awful. Your next best bet is a Windows tablet. And for the most part, a Windows tablet, you end up just hooking up a keyboard and using it as a very small laptop. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not a great tablet. And I, for one, would like to say, hey, Windows, Google, Android, whatever. Get your button gear. So far, the only one making Android tablets is freaking Samsung, and they want a kidney for theirs. So that you can go ahead and use a defective operating system. Someone in chat says, Eagle's saying you're basically better off the Chromebook. You almost are. It's like Android tablet, Chromebook. And then literally any functional computer. like about in that order Oh boy, and then there's a phone call. All right, well that was a fun phone call that was unnecessary. Um Now, this isn't to say cuz chat all of a sudden went nuts thing and I just recommended a Chromebook. No, I did not. You absolutely should not get a Chromebook unless you got like a stupid good deal on it and you had no choice. I get right now in the current times of the pandemic, beggars can't be choosers. There has been massive shortages of various electronics. I get that. And it even got to the point where some people who were desperate for anything so that their kid could still go to to school where I said, you know, hey, go go check out these spots. If you find anything, you know, it's a Chromebook. Hey, go for it. If you have a choice, you should not, under any circumstances, buy an Android tablet or a Chromebook. You especially should not buy a brand new Chromebook. I have said it once, and I'll say it again a thousand times. You are much, much better off going onto ebay finding a 12 or 13 inch freaking dell latitude or hp elite book from a couple years ago r- install a fresh copy of windows 10 on it and just all of a sudden go wow i have a much stronger and better computer for less freaking money than the chromebook Uh I don't know how much more I could be cl- clear with that. But you know, if you had the choice between an Android tablet and a Chromebook, you know, Chromebook is, is still better. That's just how bad the tablet experience is on a for Android on a tablet. It's awful. It just really really is. Uh Have I made myself clear enough? By the way, on a very quick side note, uh, seemingly coming out of nowhere because I had no other good place to throw this story, Uh, Amazon is expanding its gamification on on at least 20 more states for its warehouses. Oh, boy. That's, uh. Yes, Amazon. Considering all the controversy you're under and all the people wanting to investigate how you're operating, how everyone's questioning how you operate things. Yes. This is the news you want out right now. Slow freaking clap. Oh, this is actually a story I had completely flaked out on talking about. Um Amazon was straight up advertising on Twitch to encourage Amazon workers to vote no against unionization. Yeah, that's a great idea. Go ahead and advertise to the freaking kid gamers and and uh, adults out there watching watching people meme and make games. And say, please vote no against unionization. Whether you whether you do or don't agree with with unionizing, holy cow, could you look any worse? This story mind you is three weeks old. They they since stopped doing it. But holy cow. Holy cow, Amazon. What the heck? You're making it very hard to like you a- as as a business. Granted, I say this is a guy who just got ripped off for an N64 expansion card. Whee! Another little side sto- side thing to talk about that I didn't have a good article for before we get to our next break. Twitch had a recent town hall that was very awkwardly done, by the way, uh, to announce new features regarding their fight against DMCA. And it's been months, by the way. It has been something like six or nine months since we got any update out of Twitch in regards to what they're going to do about the DMCA takedown notices on the platform. You know what they gave us? You know what they gave us? Freaking freaking over half a year you want to know what amazon gave us you can now go on your on your creator panel and see if there's a dmca strike against you my disappointment is immeasurable And my day is ruined. You went ahead. And for the past six to nine months. All you've given us is the ability to know if there's a copyright claim against us. WHAT THE HECK HAVE YOU BEEN DOING?! Look, I get it. I get that there's been a pandemic. I get that a lot of teams that would normally have the benefit of working literally, not figuratively, literally within arm's reach of each other and be able to collaborate that way, that has been impossible for the the last year now. I get that. I get that software progress is going to be slow because of this. Even considering that, this is hilariously bad. And the fact that Twitch went ahead and had a big event to announce this, that they went ahead and trotted out their lead developers to talk about the benefits and what they're going to be doing and only to give us what should have been left in a quick tweet. That's all this was when pushed on the shove an update that could have been summarized in less than 140 letters. What the heck twitch. What have you been doing this whole time? Someone in chat says that they feel like a Twitch dev team is only four people. Two people. Two people. When the DMCA strikes first started coming down, two people went ahead and very quickly made a tool outside of Twitch that could go ahead and do mass deletes of your Twitch clip archive. Because that was the offending factor. It took Twitch two months. To do what two people did. I don't know how big. The Twitch dev team is. But judging by my math. It is two tenths of a person. It's not even a full person. That's apparently working over at Twitch. At the rate they're going. Two independent guys. That don't even have the resources of Twitch. Work 10 times as fast. But they were caught off guard and, and there were, they were you know, this, that, and the other thing. I get that. But at some point, you got to look at what they're doing, the progress they're making over, over freaking what, what are we going on? Nine months, 10 months, however long we were doing at this. and this is all you got us what are you doing what exactly are you doing we're going to take a break here when we come back let's let's talk about fun more fun stuff like intel releasing its new cpus that may exist A GPU that does exist and GPUs that don't exist. It is going to be an existential crisis of what silicon does and doesn't exist.
2: It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, let's jump. Let's jump right into it. Intel announced their new 11th gen CPUs. Actually, announced all of them. If this sounds redundant, it's because if you remember, only a couple of weeks ago, one reviewer managed to break the embargo by finding the chips already sold, already for sale on an online retailer. Well, now Intel has officially revealed the wraps off them. And now we know all the details and uh, a couple of things actually stand out. Like for starters, there is not much of a difference between the core I9s of the 11th gen and the core I7s. Like it is very noticeable. That's just like, you know what the difference is between the Core i7 11 700K and the Core i9 11 900K. Besides the fact that those model numbers are a little awkward to say, well, the difference apparently is about 140 dollars, and the i9 is a hundred megahertz slower, but boosts 300 megahertz higher if if it feels like it. but the core count's the same. We knew the core count was going to be the same. It's eight cores, 16 threads. We lose two cores this time around because raisins, but the integrated GPU is the same. The clock speed between whether you have an integrated GPU or not is the same. The power draw is roughly the same, but there's no reason to get core i9 as far as i can tell it's very baffling and then of course you go on to the core i5 SKU. it's six cores 12 threads i3 four cores eight threads and then the pentium series as usual two cores four threads with no turbo on any of the pentium golds which really just makes you wonder why why you would do that Integrated GPU, however, pretty much as soon as you hit the mid-range i5 and higher, that you pretty much just get the same high, it's the exact same GPU from then on up. Once you go beyond there, then it starts shaving down a little bit. Chat thinks maybe the i9 has more PCI Express or something similar. The thing is that the PCI Express is managed by, oh wait, no, it is managed by the CPU. It could be something like that. According to the forum post on LTT, on on Linus Tech Tips forums, uh, the poster who went ahead and gathered all this claims that the i9 offers the exact same performance and features as the i7. So the real question just comes in as to why availability is still going to be questionable these are going to be coming out on March 30th we also apparently have a slide provided by Intel saying that certain CPUs are already sold out despite the fact that the CPUs aren't on sale yet unless you go to that one really weird bootleg CPU shop over in the UK that sold one a week before, uh, two weeks before Intel even announced their existence. Apparently, PCI Express Gen 4 is in all of them. But that's not the interesting part. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, first off, by the way, if you were wondering, no, this is in fact 14 nanometer again. Still 14 nanometer. Uh, and other weird news. Uh, Intel is br- uh, did manage to recruit the I'm a Mac guy. To help sell Intel products. So for those of you who uh, were really hoping for I'm a Mac and I'm a PC to come back for Apple trying to convince you that ditching Intel was the right decision and going with their own silicon instead of ditching Intel and going with, you know, AMD, which is actually making high-performance chips instead of high-end cell phone products. That's apparently not happening because Intel has brought in the, I'm a Mac guy, to shill for PCs. I mean, let's be perfectly honest, though. I mean, all all joking aside about how much Intel has failed us all. We knew Intel was going to flop with Rocket League. Despite the fact they have a new CEO, despite the fact they have new talent back on board... Despite the fact they have actually... I shouldn't say new talent, but old, very experienced talent. Some of the same talent that brought them out of the slump known as Netburst. For those who don't know, Netburst is the architecture that basically you all know as the Pentium 4. The Pentium 4, if you don't know, was actually pretty bad I mean it really was AMD managed to get some huge performance games out of it but all Netburst did the Pentium 4's the Pentium 4 HT's and the Pentium D's was just get huge clock speeds and then bottleneck those clock speeds by other things Well, the talent that brought them out of it started introducing products such as Core, which was the first step out of Netburst. And granted, Core wasn't that great, but it was a huge step forward, just like Zen was. Zen 1 was pretty okay. Zen 2, on the other hand was amazing same thing with core 2 core 2 was what started intel's dominance and then the step beyond that nahalem what's nahalem well you know nahalem as the first generation core i7 which was, you know, massively better than the core series. The same talent that was behind that is now back on Intel. Now, granted, they've only been there for a couple of months and also aren't allowed to see each other thanks to the virus TM. So we're not expecting Intel to really even start having a prayer pulling a rabbit out of their hat until next year chat's starting to like go and say oh i have a core core duo i have a i have an i have this i have an ultra low voltage core 2 duo laptop that's still in service i have a dual nehalem based workstation my old z800 sitting in the lab right now still functional and if it weren't for the fact that it's uh p c i express bus just can't keep up with today's work it would still be in service that sucker was that was a beast it's just a monster dual hexacore systems is just oh actually I think it was technically Westmere, which was like nehalem plus but I digress. There is more in the Intel wheelbook, however, and that is the mythical, the unicorn. It is now confirmed. There is confirmation of an Intel discrete PCI Express graphic card. Intel has confirmed its existence. They call it. The Z-H-P-G. Uh, Good job, Intel. You did it. You managed to kill the hype by giving the most corporate name you possibly could to a graphic card. Bravo. Now, a lot of you are thinking, oh, what's the big deal? It's Intel. How good could it be? However, let me put it to you this way. This could quite possibly be the absolute best time. For Intel to launch their new GPU. This could quite possibly be the best timing ever for these cards. Because, let's be honest, let's imagine Intel launches these new GPUs tomorrow. What is their competition? No, really. You go to a store shelf, you need a graphic card right now because yours died. You'll find this Intel card, and what else? Nothing. The shortage problem over over across the pond, because no one can go ahead and purchase any sort of GPUs. Because none can be manufactured because the big foundries have a massive shortage right now and a huge back order. Makes this GPU an fascinating launch. They don't get it, you bash AMD and NVIDIA for launching new GPUs. Why not Intel? Because Intel doesn't rely on Samsung, TSMC, or anyone else. Intel has their own foundry. That's why you can get a hold of Intel parts, but not many of anyone else's. You know, unless it turns out the new ZHPG is just the world's best cryptocurrency mining card, in which case, well, that's it. It's gone. GG. Never to be seen again. Unfortunately, we won't learn anything new until March 26th. But how did I get that date, March 26th? Did Intel tell me? Oh, no, 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 no. You see, here's the best part. Intel, for whatever reason, decided to go ahead and make a scavenger hunt. And it took the internet roughly, I don't know, seven minutes to crack it. By the time anyone learned that this thing existed, the internet already cracked the code and found, oh, it's March 26th. And before you go, well, if they got it wrong, it was finding an IP address, and then the IP address said, welcome to the ZHPG scavenger hunt, more info revealed on March 26th. Well, I guess we'll find out more then and the only thing that's really going to matter in the end is performance, 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 performance. What is your performance? That's all that's going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Oh, by the way, AMD announced a new number. The new number known as the RX 6700 XT is theoretically a GPU that could perform well, basically it's $20 cheaper than the other number, the RTX 3070. And it's basically, honestly on paper, not a great deal. This number, I don't recommend. And really, that's all it is. It's a number. Because the GPU doesn't exist! What's the point?! Again, why launch new new GPUs when you know, you know, you can only make 10 of them. So yeah, the RX 6700 XT exists, I guess. JK, no, it doesn't. Lol. Now, that being said, though, AMD did announce some future interestingness. They call it Fidelity FX Super Resolution. This is to take on a feature of NVIDIA's that allows NVIDIA to render the game at a lower resolution and then use AI to upscale it. To give you better video clarity, to go ahead and take a 1080p image and upscale it to 4K, but still give you the frame rate of 1080p. AMD is planning on doing something sim- something similar later on in 2021 using Fidelity FX Super Resolution. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. Nvidia. First things first, uh, make cards that are more than just a number. Not that frickin' AMD's gonna listen to me, because in addition to announcing DLSS for the future, thank you, chat, by the way, for the name of the feature that I forgot about, uh, they have announced that AMD's, gonna be, that, that AMD's gonna be launching two new GPUs that will deliver premium 1080p gaming. No, it won't deliver any kind of gaming, because it won't exist! For the first time ever in PC building history. PC builders ain't angry when people when the when they announce new GPUs. <sighs> it's not gonna matter. These GPUs aren't gonna be around for anyone to buy. They're just gonna go to scalpers. And because scalpers is the only way you can get a hold of them. No no one who actually could use the card for its intended purpose is going to get it. going to say F that price. And the only people who are going to buy it are the miners. Because they can justify the marked up price. my attitude towards this entire situation could not be any more grim. That's just all I have to say about it. I just, I have no words. By the way, this article here from Kit Guru does mention the price that they're estimating, but I really don't care because the price is irrelevant. The price is irrelevant. The number, of the G- the model number, of the GPU is irrelevant. Its performance is irrelevant because no one's going to get their hand on it. So why bother? That's really how it feels right now. Why bother talking about the next RTX thirty-sixty? Oh another no, the thirty-sixty already exists. Why bother talking about the RTX thirty-fifty Ti or thirty-fifty? It's the point. Card's not going to exist. What's the point of talking about the next 6,700 or 6,600 XT? Doesn't matter. Card's not going to exist. There's no point. You're not going to get a hold of one of the cards. They don't exist. They're dead to you. They're dead to me, too. It's just infuriating. But at least AMD said they are not going to go ahead and go do something stupid like... Uh, put out a cryptocurrency mining limit on their GPUs so there won't be any artificial lock and some of you out there are being like why not why now the miners will want the card so two problems with that logic Uh, one supposedly RDNA 2 is actually bad for GPU mining I don't know that because no one owns the card but here's the best part what's the point when you're unhackable when you're unhackable block like Nvidia did do I actually have that story I actually do have that story we'll talk more about why AMD's not going to fall into the same trap as Nvidia in a moment actually no we'll talk about it now I control the flow of this show why not You know the real reason why AMD is not going to put a a cryptocurrency mining limit? Because it doesn't matter. NVIDIA put a cryptocurrency mining lock on the RTX 3060. But they accidentally released a driver that didn't have the limiter on it. So before the hackers even had a chance chance to hack the driver, NVIDIA did it for them. Now we'll never know if the driver was unhackable, because now NVIDIA put out a freaking unlocked BI- BIOS driver thing. The work's already done. The can of works has been opened. And before you go, oh, well, NVIDIA took it down, so there's no problem. Are you really that naive? No, that that driver's out there forever. It's going to be redistributed forever. Because unlike the fools who want to go ahead and put those stupid tags on artwork. You can copy this driver forever. And it will be distributed forever. Throughout the surface web and the dark web. Forever. I guarantee you there are 68 copies of the cracked driver on, mega, on Mega.com right now. Or on Mediafire. doesn't matter it's done the the crypto lock has been broken and it's all nvidia's fault good freaking job but it's okay though because the mining cards are gonna come out and then all the miners will flock to those cards and then us gamers can get our gaming cards right 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 Yeah, about that. A NVIDIA CMP 30HX, which is the first of the NVIDIA crypto mining processors. The GPU specifically for mining cryptocurrency has been found on the web. And, uh, I have some feelings about this card. Uh, first off, I actually like this design a lot more. From a... Uh, if I was to go ahead and go into this, which I'm not. Because... Screw that. The card actually is flush, and you could stack a bunch of these together. It does have a bit of a blow through design so that you could, so that these cards theoretically could help cool each other. The fins are all positioned the correct way, so some air can escape through the massive ventilation on the card bracket itself. There is still no video out, which is infuriating, so that when it's done cryptocurrency mining, it is still useless. But, here's the best part. There is nothing special about this card. You want to know how much this card hashes at? This card has an Ethereum hash rate of 26 mega hashes a second. To put in perspective, the 3060 without the limiter can do 40 to 50 mega hashes per second. Whoops. So, it's not a good miner. By modern standards. At all. It's only a, It can only do one job. And it's kind of bad at it. Oh, and by the way, its power consumption is... Actually slightly higher than the 3060 at 125 watts. And then, of course... My brain had to go ahead and try to match up the clock speed, the boost speed, the CUDA core count, the memory bandwidth, the memory size, and everything. And try to see does this match an existing GPU? It does matches exactly part for part to the GTX 1660 Super this is a gimped down sub $200 card And this gets better. Its price on this site is $721. So, let's pretend... That I am a cryptocurrency miner. Am I going to go ahead and spend $720 for 26 mega hashes per second? Or will I pay? Let's go ahead and go on the eBay. And see, oh, hey, look. An RTX 3060. For $1,000. Or would I rather pay $1,000 for 50 mega hashes? and also actually have a chance to sell it again and make my money back after i after mining with that card is unprofitable if what this site has right now is correct and this is nvidia's answer To cryptocurrency mining at this price. I granted, I know pricing right now is very awkward. And it's only one place that has this card. But if this is what it goes for on a mainstream basis. I'm sorry, but. NVIDIA could not have failed any harder. Cause now this is silicon capacity that could have gone to making literally anything else except for this complete waste of space. Chat thinks they can get a pre-built with a thirty sixty in it for one thousand. I am willing to bet against that. So which I shall. Let's go to alienware. Oh, well, it already starts at a thousand. So, unless the GPU it starts with is a 3060, it's not. It's a sixteen. It's a 1650. To get a 3060 is 1500. <laughs> I'll just say it. Just be patient. Just be patient. That's all you could do. Don't build a new PC right now. Now is quite pot. Like L- I have been getting flack in the past about whether you should or shouldn't build a PC. I think we can all agree right now. This is literally the absolute worst time to build a PC. Absolutely the worst. Oh, by the way, NVIDIA is doubling its GeForce Now subscription. So, don't. That's that's all I got. The GeForce Now subscription I thought was dumb in the first place. But now it's $10 a month instead of $5. I didn't even know there was a subscription for it seems silly to me we're gonna take our last break here when we come back uh chrome helping to reduce memory usage as it should as well as a bunch of very very ridiculous silly stories including elon musk's new title in his own company yes it is so dumb it actually deserves to be talked about
2: Today, I'm taking it to the streets to give people the good news. Oh, excuse me, hello. I'm Flo from Progressive, and did you
1: know... No, I'm just waiting for the bus.
2: So, then you have time to hear about how with HomeQuote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance.
1: Yeah, if I was interested in talking to you, which I'm not. Okay,
2: I'll do the talking, and you just check if you can be saving, which is going to be pretty hard to do if you put on your headphones.
0: Okay. See if you're paying too much for home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations
2: modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Chrome has announced that they are going to be working on better memory management and performance improvements in their next update. Hallelujah! Finally! I don't have to order my PCs with 64 gigabytes of RAM! Ah, Oh, few. Oh, At the rate Chrome was going, man... I was afraid we're going to have to start going up to one terabyte desktops just to be able to view YouTube. It's getting ridiculous. All joking aside, it is nice to see Google acknowledge the fact that, you know, maybe we shouldn't be the sole reason people stack up on a ton of RAM. Yeah, my my new desktop had to be a Threadripper. Oh, you just wanted that many cores? No. I needed that much memory bandwidth. Chrome just kept eating it all. So yeah, it's good to see Chrome actually taking steps to help fix this. OnePlus has uh, accidentally revealed its new watch ahead of schedule. Unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot about it. I, for one, am actually kind of interested to see what it is going to be. I do like the fact this watch is circular. I personally have a uh, Samsung sport watch. It's actually pretty nice. So to see another circular watch, because I'm not going to lie, as as useful as the Apple Watch is in what it does for a smartwatch, that square face is awful. I'm sorry, it just is. So it's going to be very interesting to see what... OnePlus is going to do with this i look forward to seeing more information about this down the road and also what operating system it's, lo- it's running hmm. now they're saying here according to lou from unbox therapy who is the fortunate person to get it lou honestly as far as like tech youtubers go Unbox Therapy. You know, this this might be a bit of a hot take. Unbox Therapy is the worst tech YouTube channel. The worst. You learn literally nothing from that channel. You go in, you see pictures and it's like, "Oh, fantastic. I could have gotten this from a Google image search." The guy's just not informed on his stuff. And then when it is something new you want to learn about... Freaking literally any other tech YouTuber could have told you more. Just straight up. I'm not calling him out because I hate the guy. I I just, I just expect better. I really, really do. What's the point of unboxing a product if you can't tell me anything about it? Because I go ahead and say... Look new phone! Ooh! You learn nothing about it. Learn nothing. But in any case, OnePlus will be talking more about it on March twenty-third. Honestly, in this case, as as much flax I give on box therapy. Um most likely, they just weren't told anything. It probably was just a thing of just saying, hey, you like leaks? leaks? Talk about this leak. Ooh. And they were told nothing. So in their defense, they might not have known anything. That being said, holy cow. Holy cow. Most useless tech channel... Ever, but still one of the most popular for reasons that baffle me. Speaking of baffling me. Sony has bought Evo. What? Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. Evo, for those who don't know, is a fighting game esports franchise. How would you describe Evo? A fighting game convention? A fighting game tournament? A fighting game conference? But in any case, the organization usually holds an event once a year in which the best players of each fighting game gather together to see who is the best. And uh, Sony bought them. Which then made people start speculating wild things. Wild things like maybe Evo isn't going to have Sony based games or maybe all the games that Evo will be available on the PlayStation. And at this point, I can definitively say after scouring the entire internet that I don't know. I cannot say conclusively how much of it is true. All I know is that Sony bought Evo. More details to come, I guess. Last Evo, I want to say, didn't even happen virtually either. So. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We... Chelsea. In addition, though, uh, Play, uh, Sony is giving away ten free games as part of its uh, Play at Home in- initiative. They've been kind of doing this uh, on and off throughout the pandemic, but during March and April, uh, you can get new you can get some new games on their. Uh... I forgot exactly how it's done, to be perfectly honest. But you can get a free copy of Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. Uh, what else? What else? What else? They they ordered this kind of weird on this gamer rant one. Um, Abzu enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss Paper Beast, and Thumper. These will apparently all be available starting on March twenty fifth. Abzu actually sounds familiar I know Abzu is the name of a boss In Final Fantasy 7 Or I'm misremembering the pronunciation But I don't know what the game is If you're interested though I mean apparently Sony has that available For all gamers on the PS4 and PS5 Neat Meanwhile, Sony, not wanting to be outdone, is adding 60 new games to their Xbox Game Pass. So for $15 a month, mo- or f- 50, 50, $15 a month, or is it the $10 a month, they're adding a bunch of EA titles to it, including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Titan Fall 2, as well as a whole bunch of games nobody cares about, like Madden. And Madden and Madden, and maybe that's what it is. They just have Star Wars J- Fallen Order, Titanfall 2, and 58 other Madden games. Ah, cunning. Beef up the lineup with Madden. It's a bold strategy. Nah, apparently there's a whole bunch of other, other games on there. Uh, one of them I did here is going to be... Octopath, that is actually a great game if you haven't had a chance to play it. I would strongly recommend a very very nice modern retro throwback game if you're into the old school RPGs. Would recommend. By the way, we have a new update on NFTs. NFTs, for those of you who who blocked it out of your memory because you were sick of it, and for that fact I don't blame you, um, are a basically a crypto based tag on digital pieces of work in an attempt to make one particular file unique and therefore worth money to sell. It is a terrible concept because anyone can make any kind of NFT and just attach it and then just say it's worth something. And people are playing stupid amounts of money for stupid things with an NFT tag on it. Claim it to be the original, even though anyone can attach an NFT. And in fact, you could attach an NFT to something you don't own the rights to. Because we're smart. Idiots. Uh, Charmin has decided to go ahead and sell an NFT of a picture of TP. And while Sharman is making this giant meme, uh they have said that all proceeds donated for it will be or I'm sorry, all proceeds of selling the NFT will be donated to direct relief. <sighs> I mean, at least it's going to a good cause eventually. And I guess if stupid people are gonna be robbed of their money by doing stupid things with it, at least it's gonna go and help something positives positives chat says I should record a a fart put an NFT on that and then sell that Mm -hmm. 50 bucks please actually no that's where the bidding's gonna start 50 50 50 60 60 60 60 70 do I have 80 80 80 80, 90 90, we have 90 back there $1,000 from the lunatic in the back Oh, good. Another 50 bucks we can make. All right. Joking aside, let's talk about another joke. Elon Musk has now named himself the techno king of Tesla. (sighs) Um... For those of you who want to continue saying that Elon Musk is a genius and everything he says is completely and utterly brilliant, and that he will, in fact, everything he does will change the world for the better, I give you the official business title Techno King. Oh, and by the way, uh Zach Kirk Kirk Kirkhorn, who was the previous CFO, is officially now Master of Coin. (sighs) Why is this a story making the rounds? other than to point and laugh at Elon Musk deciding on one of the one of the highest valued companies in the world to just make meme titles cuz that's all it is it's, just, it's a meme title it holds no real value other than Elon just saying whatever i'll do what i want but i just want to remind you This is Elon Musk, the man who tried to make an entire car lineup spell sexy, and was only thwarted by Ford filing a copyright for the Model E. That, fortunately, however, isn't the dumbest thing to talk about. The dumbest thing to talk about, however, is our last burb topic, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Twitter. Placing half day suspensions on anyone who talks about Memphis. (laughs) Dude, what did you get in trouble for on Twitter? Did you go ahead and share an edgy meme? Did you go ahead and talk about, about about something controversial? Did you try to start a flame war? No. I just tried to tell my family that I now live in Memphis, Tennessee, and that was it. My Twitter life was over. Apparently, this was caused by a algorithm decision, because there were two major stories involving Memphis. Uh, As far as I'm aware, both of them were sports stories. But basically, because these two stories kind of just spread all over social network, the Twitter moderation algorithm assumed it was some kind of malicious attack and then started putting suspensions on anyone mentioning the word Memphis in any tweet. Granted, the suspension only lasted 12 hours. So it wasn't like, what's that? You live in Memphis? Die! Your Twitter life is over! But it's still just kind of, wow. What do you got against Memphis? Sheesh. That is so, so very rude, Twitter. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And please, I do encourage you, check out the daily podcast. The Early Burb Briefing, a daily, very short, four-minute version of this podcast, focusing on a single topic, and that airs every single morning, starting at 4 a.m., but it's it's a podcast. You can choose when you listen to it. And check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon, and take care, and I hope you have a great day. Okay, so if it was all done by algorithms anyway, what could be the next step in trying to get Twitter to make a town name forbidden to mention? Can we go ahead and somehow trick the algorithm to just say completely obliterate? Uh, what what's a good town? That uh, no one would miss. If it was forbidden. Um, no let's actually make up something. Ooh, what if we could get. Twitter to make like. Oh chat's got a good one. Let's go ahead and make intercourse Pennsylvania. Completely forbidden. To ever mention. Ever again. In Twitter. Universe. I mean, it's all done by algorithm anyway. Why not? How hard could it be? And soon no one could ever mention wherever they lived on Twitter ever again. And you know what? That's probably better for Twitter in the long run.
0: All right, we've got lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car. Let's do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in... And now a message from our sponsor.
2: With 24-7 support and quick and easy claims, Progressive protects what matters most. Progressive.
0: Films all in the same year. Wait, sorry, I, I didn't hear the question. Three seconds, Marcus. Yeah, no, but there was an ad in the middle didn't an answer. But I didn't hear anything. So- oh, Marcus, you dropped it in the dirt.
1: Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
2: Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.